when you gather in a large group together and whether you pray or you sing, that really sends out a certain frequency, a certain vibration out um, into whatever your to, you know, whatever your intention is. Hey guys, welcome to our Soul Fam podcast where I interview space holders from all over the world. I am your host, my name is Carolina, and I am the Connection Catalyst. Today on the show, we have Marianne Stencil. Welcome to the show, Mary. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing really, really great, and I'm super excited to share this energy with you today because uh, you, you as an intuitive energy practitioner, I'm sure you can bring so much value and so many beautiful insights and wisdom from your side that I'm just really, really glad that you agreed to be on the podcast with us today, um, and it's really exciting for me. So yeah, plus I'm in Madeira, and the weather is just beautiful, and I just escaped the Polish winter, and I'm in the, the most uh, beautiful place, uh, paradise on earth, so. Yeah, I'm feeling really, really great. And I hope all of you guys who listen to it can really feel it because I even see the sunburn on the, on my video now that I that I look at myself because it's just really amazing. So yeah, I'm feeling really, really good. And so I would love to know and for you to share with us, how did you become an intuitive healer, intuitive practitioner? Because, you know, I'm always curious about someone's journey because usually the journey has so many um, beautiful insights and how we, you know, sometimes the struggles that we've had and now it brought us to do what we're doing. So what was your journey? How did you start to dig into the spirituality and healing? And uh, yeah, how was it for you? Um, you know, I always say that I think ever since I was um, like born, I have always been connected to energy. I always had like a sixth sense of things around me and just feeling people's um, uh, energetic frequency when I would interact with them. Um, and like you said, all of our life uh, experiences kind of lead us into like one direction or another direction. And um, I was raised in a Christian household. So I really grew up in this like black and white um, world. Uh, and it was hard for me to find my um, sort of true alignment in spirituality in that way, because I really believed in like outside of the box. Like ever since I was little, I always um, believed in like other dimensions. And, um, and I even witnessed like the power of like prayer and the healing and the energy that flowed, um, even though it was, uh, it's it through like the Christian um, faith system. But I think it was when I went to college and I was sort of like out on my own, that's when I really explored different things about life in general. Uh, and, and then after that, it just sort of progressed. Uh, I realized that there was a lot more to it. And that's when I just um, uh, fell into spirituality and what's truly aligned with me and that, you know, it's all 
based on this universal feeling of love. Um, it was about, I would say like 2018 or so when I, um, took my first Reiki uh, class and that helped me to really open up to everything and really make sense of things that I was like questioning, things that I was feeling, um, everything felt more aligned. It wasn't until uh, the pandemic, which I think that happens with a lot of people, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, we kind of step into like what we really want to do and our, more like what our soul is calling us to actually step into. And I think during that time, I was like, what am I doing here? I I should really um, provide and be in service for people in a way that's um, very much aligned with me. I've always been in like roles throughout my life that have been in service in one way or another to people. And it just all fell in alignment with me. And um, I think uh, I'm super grateful for it. Um, uh, it, there's been so many hard moments, but I think at the end of the day, if I didn't go through those moments, I wouldn't be able to hold space for people in a way that I do today. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I feel very honored to hold space for um, individuals and help them. Yes, and I so much agree with what you're saying, because if you haven't gone through deep wounds, then how can you even be empathetic and compassionate towards people who are going through this stuff, right? You are not even uh, familiar with these feelings. So you need to go through some stuff, at least uh, within yourself, so that then you can facilitate the growth and the expansion and really feel someone else, how they are feeling in the moment that they are going through extreme trauma sometimes. So this is beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. And so I know that you're a Reiki practitioner and you work with energies a lot. And so I would love you to share um, with our audience, like how do people start feeling energy? Because some people know that, okay, it is there and whatever. And like logically they can really grasp it, but it's not the same to logically know that everything is energy and it's not the same to actually tune into the energy in your body and i know that things like diet exercise uh, yoga meditation can of course enhance our mm, like perception of it right because for example when i met my um, ex-partner and dear friend he has been vegan for six years before we met and when i met him and i just started transferring uh, love from my heart to him he straight away could feel it as electricity in his body because his body was so clean and so pure and he's been caring about his health so much and working on his mindset that he was straight away able to feel it uh, in his body was like what the hell is going on it's like electricity flowing through me right Um, but not everyone has this kind of experience and this kind of attunement because of the you know, food that they eat or because of the lack of sleep that they have or whatever, stress in their life, right? So um, two questions here, like how to feel energy and also what to do from your perspective to enhance the receptivity to these subtle realms of us? Um, that is a big question. <laughs> you know, I think each one of us are energetic beings. Um, I think when we're little, we're quite open and we have a ton of experiences that can range from having our imaginary friends. Imaginary friends are tapping into either guides, angels, or whatever you may believe in, most connect with. Um, and uh, as we go through our own experiences, 
um, sometimes we just close off that area for some reason or not necessarily close it off. It's just not as open. And, um, you know, uh, um, I think as adults, um, we are still all tapped in. I think it just is a matter of quieting the noise around us and within us. Um, yes, you can like work out, eat well and do all those things. But even if you do that, there are many people who are not tapped in as well. And, um, it's just creating an awareness of, okay, there's more out there, um, how you can feel energy within you. It's a simple thing as, you know, feeling this, um, sense of heat, even with your hands, as you kind of graze your body or like placing your hands on your heart space, there's that transference of like energy that is happening. And if you just take that moment of stillness, um, you might feel something different within your body. I think the stillness is key. Um, we live in this like crazy time in our society where we're always on the go. You know, we can't really take a lot of breaks because if we do, we might miss out on something. You know, there's a whole phrase of FOMO and, um, and also it's a lot of our jobs and I don't know how it is in um, other countries, but in the US, it's just like, you're always on a time crunch trying to meet deadlines and stuff like that. And you're not really given breaks. And if you do take a lot of breaks, you're seen as unproductive or not meeting the bar. But I think um, that sort of clouds a haze. And then another thing that can cloud like a haze around us is our experiences, um, you know, depending on trauma, stress, anxiety, that can cloud things up. So the more that we can quiet the noise by, you know, finding time to go out in nature or um, any form of meditation, which is a walk in nature or sitting um, in silence, listening to mantras, listening to sound, um, specific sounds um, can help you to tap within your body and just uh, feel. I think if you... Um, are interacting with someone and then you're sensing some uh, feeling or feeling that you can sense how the other person's feeling, that is a form of tapping into someone's energy or like having that energetic exchange. So it's not that you have to have this big thing that you have to like be able to like heal someone like hands-on healing. It can be just as simplest thing as like having this curiosity when you're interacting with someone being like, oh, I think I kind of feel what they're feeling. Or even when you're interacting with a pet, all of a sudden you get an image in your mind. Um, that is like having that like energetic uh, exchange with someone. Um, mm. There's so much I could say about that question. But um, <laughs> I think a lot of times, you know, we have like this notion of it has to be this way. And I always tell my clients like, no, there's no one right way to do it. We can't tell someone exactly how to feel energy because it's so different from each person. Every person has a different way of how they connect. Um, you know, so many people say like, okay, there's all these like clairvoyances and um, you only have one. I don't believe we have one because that doesn't make sense to me. I think we have multiple ways of tapping in and receiving information. Um, I, you know, I think a lot of times our society is set up with like the ABC, like 
A plus B plus C equals D. And it's not so much linear with energy. It's very much open. And there's many different paths that you can like experience energy. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I totally agree with that because I remember... Um, for me, I, I perceive that everyone has their own way of perceiving the subtle realms and some people see or feel or hear or whatever. But for example, I am more of a seer, like naturally, I get information from my intuition through vision um, and seeing energy and things like that and just seeing some intuitive uh, stuff. But also when I once heard from my best friend that she was like hearing stuff, I'm like, oh, cool, that would be so nice to hear something, right? And then I was just driving um, from Poland to Denmark. It was like a few hours drive, maybe like seven hours. And for most of the time, I was listening to the chakra music um, on my headphones and I was just falling asleep and I was just charged up with this whole music. And that night I had this experience where I literally opened up to hearing because I was intending, I felt like, oh, it would be so nice to hear uh, <laughs> some other realms or uh, some other subtle energies. And at that point, because I intended it, during the night, instead of really sleeping, I was kind of in the state of between sleep and and awake uh, state. And I heard this voice literally coming from the back of my mind, like back of my head, it felt like. And it was talking to me and I asked it whether it's an angel and like, what's the name? And it was kind of like a male, female voice, but his name was Dominic, uh, I remember. So, and I asked it if it's an angel, but I think it wasn't because it said like, I was an angel, but I'm not anymore. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's not a uh, being that I want to interact with. And then when I asked why, he actually went away and, and I couldn't connect with him anymore. But it was such a weird experience for me because usually, you know, I would not open up to hearing stuff. And after this experience, I was like, okay, universe, I actually don't want to hear stuff right now anymore because I'm going to be living on my own in this <laughs> apartment and I'm just going to be maybe freaking out that there is no one else around me and I'm hearing all these voices. So please do not give me more hearing right now, okay? <laughs> and so it kind of like closed off from hearing, uh, especially like in this way, because it was really really like I, for half of the night I was in between states I was kind of like my consciousness was was not in the body but also not in the sleep it was just somewhere in between so it was on one hand a little bit like shocking experience to me but on the other hand it really showed me what you're saying that we have all the potentials within like if we can just open up and intend to for example hear or for example see even though we are a natural feeler um, we can experience that, but sometimes we might do some exercises or we might meditate or we might intend and put some energy into it. But I truly believe that everyone has the potential to develop all these different uh, clairvoyances, clairaudiences or whatever else clair we have <laughs> if we just want to do this and if we just intend uh, for that and if we just meditate really um, and connect to our higher self and let the higher self guide us to experiencing this stuff. But yeah, since then I haven't really heard much because since then I haven't really uh, yeah. intended to to do this because it was like a little bit creepy for me to experience that and to just like talk to a being in my own head i'm like what the hell is going on but it's all energy right these <laughs> things are energy so they can tune we can be like a like a tuning for tuning into resonate with them um with the other dimensions so that's that's pretty cool but i truly believe that we have all the potentials it's just about how much energy we are willing to put into 
developing them, you know, because it's kind of like sports. Maybe we might not been doing yoga for our whole life, but if we now start doing it a few times a week or then maybe every day, then at some point we're going to be a freaking good yogi. <laughs> so I think it's like that with everything and tuning into different energies as well. Um, so yeah, thank you for sharing that. And uh, yeah, I hope that my... my uh, a little story and explanation was really helpful for uh, everyone who feels like, oh, maybe I don't perceive this. I cannot to connect to my intuition. Maybe I'm supposed to feel or supposed to hear or supposed to. You're not supposed to do anything. Just be open to all the downloads from your intuition uh, to come as as they naturally come to you because they can come in many different ways. Um, awesome. Yeah. So and I, would, I want. Yeah? Oh, I just want to say, like, I think a key thing is. Um, you know, uh, making sure that you're like feeling grounded if you're wanting to like explore, um, you know, the realm of your own intuition, because uh, that'll really help as well. And then another thing uh, is if you're saying, oh, I'm going by like what my heart or gut says, like that is a way that you're like tapping into your intuition. Um, there's a reason that that phrase has been around for like, you know, so many like years and decades because there is something there's truth to that um and i know a lot of people are like skeptical about like energy but really if you think about it there's so much science around our bodies being made of you know atoms and those atoms are electrically charged with positive negative and you know neutral electrons and uh our entire body is flowing with that energy so um it just depends on how you want to look at it. And I'm pretty sure if any of you, you reached out to us, uh, we can tell you a way that you are tapping into your own intuition and the energies around you as well. It doesn't have to be super big. It can be the most simplest thing as well. Yeah, that's so true. And that was the case for my mom because I, I was talking to her about energy and everything. She's like, I cannot feel it the way you feel it. And I'm like, you do. You just feel it in a different way. You maybe feel it emotionally. And for her, it was more like the energy that she felt is more like I'm feeling filled up with something. When, I, when we were manipulating energy and I was uh, uh, teaching her a little bit how to do this, she was just saying that she feels feel, filled up. And for me, for example, I feel the resonance as, as if electricity went through my body. And for someone else, it might be completely different feeling like a warmth or something something else so yeah we just need to find our own way um to discovering like oh okay this is how i uh, perceive it this is how i receive it as well so yeah thank you for uh, sharing that so i would love to talk about the topic that um now might be quite uh, important because about all of this stuff that is happening right now with the ukraine and the potential for war and all these things i feel like a lot of people might feel quite powerless um, to all these things that are happening and maybe they they're afraid to I don't know lose their families or even I'm like uh, I'm now in Madeira but soon I'm going to Poland and I don't know how it's gonna go and you know Poland is so close to Ukraine and and it's just a lot of people might feel quite afraid and uh, powerless so I want to ask you like what is your um, recommendation maybe top three tips or something for people to not fully dive only into this powerlessness but to actually find their power in the situation that is going on like what would be your advice for people who find themselves in this powerless mode yeah um 
I have a few things that come to mind. And I also want to be like super sensitive to this topic as well, because there's so much that is going on. But I think um, if you're finding yourself spending the majority of your time watching the news and reading all about what is going on, I highly suggest taking a break from that because that can really um, cloud and give you input um, that's not true. And, you know, I think um, I'm not saying what's happening in Ukraine is similar to what uh, what has been happening around the world with the pandemic. But I think what I've seen during the pandemic is people have been so engrossed with like the news and what like, um, you know, TV's been saying, what the newspaper has been saying. So their whole life's been surrounded by all of this like input of like, um, you know, being fearful of living and stuff. And that can cause a huge toll on someone's life. Um and so in a similar way, if, like I said, if you're finding yourself um, ups, uh, just continuously wanting to um, follow the news on what's happening, I just suggest just taking a break from that, um, doing something that brings you joy. I know that in these hard moments, it's hard to find that. I can definitely feel you on that. But I think if even if it's the thing, if you feel safe enough to go outside and just breathe in the fresh air, um, reaching out to a few friends and it doesn't have to be a huge group. It could be like a matter of like three people or two people and you as a unit create your own loving circle with each other where you you guys are checking in on each other. Um, you're sending in um you know, maybe like uh, loving words. Uh, you can meet up on Zoom or in person if you can and have a, a moment where you sing, you dance, um, you share different insights just about um, love or read different passages from books. If you pray, you can pray together. I mean, there's a huge... Um, uh, notion around when you gather in a large group together and whether you pray or you sing, that really sends out a certain frequency, a certain vibration out um, into whatever your, uh, to, you know, whatever your intention is, because the intention that you set forth is like your magic tool. Um, so, those are like a few suggestions that I have. And then also just taking care of yourself too. Trying to get like enough sleep if you can. If you're feeling tired throughout the day, take a nap. Honor yourself here. Um, and try and drink a lot of water. Um, eat really grounding foods, like foods from the earth, um, such as like nuts, maybe even dates, um, or any vegetables that come from the ground. Um, you'll just be connecting with Mother Earth's energy and really feel that grounding stability um, feeling running through. But um, yeah, I think you know, it's hard in these moments, it's hard to find the light out of the, uh, the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but I think if you have, uh, just a few people that you can reach out to, um, and connect with on a daily basis or, um, 
some type of frequency, I think that would help a lot um, to be able to get through this because um, you are not alone in this um, particular like circumstance that you're in. And, um, you know, I can only imagine what you might be going through. And I just want to say that you are definitely much supported energetically. Um, It, uh, very much so. Um, and I just hope that you feel that you're, you're just, you're not alone. You just, sometimes we need to reach out to people because people won't know that we need that extra support unless we reach out to them. Mm, yeah, that's so true. Thank you so much for sharing that. And also on this note, I would say that to me, how I see this situation is kind of like a wake up call to all of us who are light workers and who can actually change something here on earth and to really put even more energy into what we want to create in our lives. So putting more energy into peace, putting more energy into love and to really influence ourselves first, but then also just people around us as much as we can, just spreading peace, spreading love, because the more people do that, the more the, this kind of energy grows and we can actually create the reality that we prefer. So for me, it's a little bit like a um, challenge right now to still hold the vision of something that we want to manifest rather than only, you know, playing uh, out with this fear and powerlessness and everything that is going on to actually be able to, okay, feel the fear if it's there and really go through it and and acknowledge it because it's completely normal that you might feel afraid in this kind of situation but also to simultaneously know okay i'm feeling this fear this is a potential reality and i'm acknowledging it but also this is what i choose universe please bring me this because this is what i want and this is what i choose so i feel like it's just a a a beautiful challenge for us (laughs) in a way beautiful to really hold our vision and stay true to what we really want um so i just encourage to have this perspective as well to not only you know just get um so negatively affected by that because we can also just be empowered in this and be like okay now let's gather even more light workers and meditate together even more because now the world needs it more than ever so um yeah Thank you so much for sharing that. I feel like it's really valuable for everyone. And, and my heart goes out to everyone who is stressed and worried about it and, and who has lost something. It's really not a nice situation to be in, but let's just support each other as much as we can. And this situation actually brings a lot of oneness as well. You know, it actually unites people on some level. So mm-hmm. although it is very, you know, um, yeah, challenging, it might also bring some benefits to the humanity in some ways, uh, of course, because every situation can have benefits and drawbacks, as we probably know, it's always like that. Um, and we cannot really see it before we experience the all of it. And sometimes after some time, we are, we are like, okay, so this situation made sense because now something else uh, developed as a result of it. So we can really appreciate it. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And so um, on this note, maybe to calm our nervous system down and to not feel so stressed and so fearful, I would love if you could share uh, a little bit about your favorite breathwork practice or maybe the breathwork practice that would be the best for present times uh, that we live in, right? To just calm down (laughs) because it's necessary now. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, um, there's so many types of breathwork practices. <laughs> uh, so I facilitate um, more of the active breathwork uh, state where you take two inhales and one exhale out. Um, it's highly beneficial. It helps to calm your nervous system down. It helps to get your mind um, down back into your body. And you're able to have, you know, a variety of experiences um, through this release out trauma, release out um, sadness or anxiety, um, maybe getting even some insights um, as well. And um, that's a good form. I, if you're interested in it, I highly recommend um you finding a facilitator to help you first guide you through it because it is a different type of breath work than we're used to, like the single breath in and single breath out. Um, you can still experience this altered state of mind with the single breath in and single breath out. It's just staying in a steady um, state of mind and um, sticking with it. There are rare, a variety of forms you can, um, like the box breathing where you can breathe in for four seconds, hold it for four, breathe out for four seconds, hold that exhale out for four, and then continue doing that. Um, there's also holotrophic breath work where you're um, breathing in and out, but you're not taking a moment of pause in between your inhales and exhales. And that's also a different type of breath work that gets you into this altered state of mind where if you've ever taken any type of, you know, psychedelic, uh, um, uh, psychedelics before you might have like a similar experience just because of that breath flow causes, um, you to get into that altered state. Um, so I guess I'm kind of, I, I love the active breath work, which I facilitate. And I also like holotrophic breath work. Um, but those two are best to try out with a facilitator first so that you actually, um, can know how to do it. And then from there, then you're able to create your own practice through that too. But like I said, there's like so many types of breath work that you can do that like there's not one that's the best out of it. Um, and uh, so that's why it's hard for me to recommend an exact one that would be super beneficial because I honestly find that any type of breath work is quite beneficial for you. It just um, probably if you've never done any type of breath work, it's maybe easier if you can't um, sign up with a facilitator to help you with more of those focused type of breath works to start with the simple breath works that are um, out online that you can just look up, whether it be um, just a simple inhale in and out, the box breath, or um, changing the um, frequency of how long you are breathing in for and how long you are breathing out for. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So do you feel like the box breathing, for example, would be good to calm down your nervous system now that you might feel, you know, people might feel quite fearful and powerless? Yeah, I think so. I think any type of those breathwork forms do um, bring a sense of calmness and help people to de-stress. Um, I can't say one is better than the other, um, but I do find those more intensive ones, either the active breathwork where you're doing the two inhales, one exhale out, or the holotropic type of breathwork, those definitely give you a higher um, 
or not a higher, um, maybe more of a greater experience in um, uh, having you have um, that altered state of mind experience. Um, the other type of breath works, um, they can get you there, but it might take you a little bit longer. But I would say each and any breath work style is out there. It will help you to um, find that moment of peace and help you to de-stress because breath is your like main connection to your soul. Um, it's something that is always with us. It's something that we can carry with us anywhere that we're at. And if you're finding that, hey, you know, guided meditations aren't for me, I cannot meditate. Using that simple form of breath just helps you to get you out of that um, sympathetic state of mind, which is your fight or flight, your um, uh, your system where we feel the stress and anxiety. It helps us to get out of that state of mind into our parasympathetic state, um, our system where it's our rest and digest, where we're able to relax a little bit more. And um, just think about like the different forms of breath that you do on an everyday basis. I mean, breathing itself is like um, an autonomic uh, process. We don't think about it usually, but when we create intention with it, it can do a lot for our bodies. Um, you know, when you're in, in, anxious or really stressed, maybe your breath speeds up a lot more and you're not taking in as much, you know, oxygen or not cycling out as much CO2. Um, but when you create that intention, you're actually controlling um, your breathing patterns and controlling the amount of like exchange that is happening within your system. And sometimes you might take in a little bit more CO2, but that can be quite beneficial because that helps your brain to kind of slow down a little bit and get into that relaxive state of mind. So I highly suggest if you've never done any type of breath work to just try it out and you can start in those simplest forms that are out there um, and then move up to like going to a breath work class or working with a facilitator one-on-one. Um, before I even started facilitating any type of breathwork classes, I um, took um, a lot of classes on my own. Um, and obviously, I went through a training to be able to facilitate breathwork. But I'm just saying, um, when I initially got introduced to the world of breathwork, and I, I've done, I think my first type was doing um, the two inhales, one exhale, I was just blown away by how my body was able to slow down and um feel this sense of peace. Um, and uh, it was so beneficial for me. I got a lot of insights. I was able to release emotions within me that was pent up um, for quite some time. So you can receive a lot of benefits from doing breath work. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing all that. And so I'm curious, what does holotropic breathing mean? Because I I've heard of it before, but I don't know what the practice includes and how you do this. Is there a spe special practice or special uh, types of or um, measures of breath? Like how what does what does holotropic breathing mean? Yeah, um, I'm not an expert in holotropic. Um, I've just uh, been in a. Uh, a class to receive it, um, and I'm getting trained in a in a type of holotrophic breathwork, but basically you're breathing in and out, but it's more like a <sighs> similar to that, slightly a little different, um, but your stomach is moving um, in and out and you're just not taking any breaks 
in between mm-hmm. your exhale or inhale. And um, you're doing this type of breath work for 90 minutes. So it's a pretty extensive huh. amount of time. And you can take Whoa. breaks and stuff like that. And a lot of times people end up um, you know, moving around, wanting to release energy. And that's what these other um, more maybe intense, I can't think of the word, intense can be a little bit uh, uh, too much for people, but it's not intense. It's just a more, I would say maybe more focused. Um, it allows for your body to release this pent up energy that we have within us. And sometimes we need to physically release out some very deep emotions that we have. So you might end up crying or you might, you know, move around, but holotrophic really like people have all sorts of experiences where they like move around. Sometimes they get into this um, state of mind where they're feeling like they're uh, going uh, through like the birth canal, you know? Uh, uh, so it it definitely gets you into this altered state of mind um, to help you to heal um, whatever is within you is, um, yeah. But it, it's something to experience, I would have to say, because it's uh, mm-hmm. truly a healing modality that is out there mm-hmm. for people. That's great. I'm really curious to try it. I've never tried it out, but yeah, I'm all uh, I'm very curious about all these healing methods. That's why that's why I'm running this podcast because I'm like, oh my god, and what about this? What about that? How do you heal like this or that? Um, and so, do you feel like with some emotions, <laughs> it's actually necessary to cry and necessary to move your body or necessary to release emotions in these ways? Because sometimes, for example, when I do uh, my type of work where we go to the childhood trauma and we release all these feelings, I really encourage all my clients to move their body and make sounds uh, or breath or whatever else that their body needs to release the emotions but sometimes they are just sitting with the feeling and because they are accepting the feeling inside this very acceptance and allowing the feeling to come up is what releases the feeling already so do you feel like with some of the energies that need to be let out of our body it is necessary to move or necessary to make sounds necessary to breathe or do you feel like if we just stop resisting the feelings and we just feel them, the effect of releasing it can be as good as when we move or breathe or shout or whatever else we're doing there. Yeah, that's a great point to make. I think both are valid. Uh, I do find, because I also do uh, um, hypnotherapy and where we do a lot of like release um, there, um, more so physical release, I would say. I find it being very beneficial. Um, You know, uh, hands-on healing and sound healing are great because that more takes you internal and allows for the guide to help the client to release out those um, emotions, the trauma energetically. But we're human beings um, at the end of the day. We're energy energetic beings, but we are also living in this physical body. So we do need that physical release for it to like fully um, be let out of our of our system because um, our body remembers so much more than actually our like mind does. Um, and it's quite fascinating. And I think, you know, going through the hypnotherapy and guiding people, it allows for people to get into that part of themselves I mean, it could be like three the three-year-old of themselves that experienced something and they have not ever actually expressed 
what actually happened then or was able to release whatever emotion that they really wanted to at that moment in time. So when they go through that enable or to release it, there is this like sense of just like um, almost like a weight off their shoulders. I think um, talking about it and acknowledging it is great because that actually calms our adult um, our adult self uh, and says like, okay, I know that this has happened and um, this is what I could do moving forward. But there's still like our subconscious mind is still playing those programs within us. And if we don't allow for that release to happen, it's going to come up in other forms. Um, it can come up in as diseases or like chronic stress or um, chronic insomnia. And the moment that you're able to do that physical release, it will like help you so much. Um, I think a lot of deep-rooted trauma does need um, that physical release because our body needs to like yell or scream or just move around or, you know, be able to like release that emotion out because that can really um, carry a spot within our body. It's like almost like that um, someone, I was taking this class and they had described uh, as like energy building up, um, like when you go to a massage or a masseuse and they're rubbing through the knots, it's like, um, it's like that, that's what happens when energy and feelings and emotions get pent up within us. It's like they create this crystalline like pockets within our body. And yes, we can go see like people who, um, provide any sorts of hands-on healing to help us release um, those energies out. But sometimes we actually need that physical release to actually like feel that it has, um, you know, released from our body. And I think it's, I can't say that there's like one specific emotion, but I think a lot of like sadness can come up through like tears um, or yelling or um, you can experience anger through that same way or you can experience sadness and anger and resentment by moving around and just like releasing it out in a very physical form. Um, it's really up to that individual person because I've seen a wide range of where people are just able to express it out or people need that physical movement to let it out too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I can resonate, uh, I resonate with this a lot, what you're saying, because I also believe that if you bring this additional element of movement and and sound and just, yeah, just physically do it. It might be quite powerful also because your conscious mind is like, okay, we are moving the body now. And so now this energy is released. Although I've also seen cases where it was enough for a person to, for example, visualize themselves screaming and punching things. And just like, I often, uh, you know, visualize myself just like, if I'm angry, for example, I take plates and I'm just like throwing them and they break and, you know, just through visualization, I was also able to release a lot of this energy because our brain doesn't know the difference mm -hmm. between what's imagined and what's real, right? So through visualizing yes. ourselves yes. going crazy, we can also let go of a lot of that. But I would agree that if you add this additional element of doing it physically, it might be also the sign signal for your conscious mind like okay this is now let out this is now you know express because this is what we really would like to express as a kid as a kid we wouldn't be like okay i'm gonna just process it with ice coals inside of my body we would just go crazy right we would throw some toys or whatever mm -hmm. scream or throw a tantrum uh, on the ground or whatever else so i feel like if we can 
really embody this inner child of ours uh, when we go through the traumas, it can be very, very helpful for us to go even deeper into the feeling as well. If we can physically um, act as if we were there as a kid and experiencing all of that. So although I believe we can release it in different ways, and sometimes I, for example, release uh, emotions sometimes through yawning <laughs> a lot, just like even if I visualize myself yeah, I mean, going crazy, yeah, that's a big yawning. Release. Yeah, it's it's releasing. So I felt like, yes. you know, if I'm angry and I feel this anger in my solar plexus, for example, and then I'm throwing these plates and, and going crazy and screaming in my mind, then I'm going to yawn. And then I feel like, oh, this anger is no longer there. So sometimes this physical release of screaming or whatever is not necessary. But I truly believe that if you can have um, the physical somatic uh, release and, and to let it out of your body, it could be also way more... Um, anchoring for your conscious mind of like, okay, this is out now. So this is no longer a problem. It's expressed. Everything that was suppressed back then is now expressed. And so, yeah, that's a really, um, really good point on, on this note. And I guess in hypnotherapy is the same because you really need to associate to the experience and relive it to be able to express everything that was suppressed, uh, right? When you, when you go through the experience, it's so important to really go to all of your emotions and sometimes we just need this um, this drive something to do with the body to be able to do that so yeah that's really yeah uh, really beautiful yeah and I would say um maybe not so much reliving it because I want to make people understand that it's not them actually reliving uh, everything that's been happening, but it's more about stepping into the emotions that they felt during that time. Because I think a lot of times there's a tough trauma that people have gone through and to relive that is um, would cause too much shock to someone's body. So it's um, whenever you're working in the subconscious mind with someone, it's not that, um, and I hope that that's the case for everyone who is facilitating subconscious mind work. It's not that you're reliving that experience, um, but it's more reliving the emotions because the emotions are key to release out for you to experience the full healing. Um, because there's so many studies of how we can go into emotional shock and there um, it's key to like recognize when you do go into emotional shock, whether or not you're working with someone, but you're finding that like you're releasing and you're it's being uncontrollable um i either grab like a heat pack or a cold pack to just bring yourself back into your body to let yourself know okay i'm here in the present moment in time it's just my body is needing this deep release right now um because uh, that is something that i learned about this emotional shock and how we can uh I guess, nurture it. Um, and I think that is uh, key because sometimes it's uncontrollable. And just like you said about like different types of release, um, it's so true. People can go to the bathroom a lot after doing some like energetic work. Um, they can like yawn, they can burp, like your body is going to release in the way that it needs to, to help rebalance yourself. So a lot of times you might feel very tired after going through any type of like, um, work that you do for yourself, or you might find that you might get more emotional and that it's not saying that what you did didn't work. It's just saying that you're kind of peeling off the onion layer. So more things are coming up now. And um, it's like our life, it's uh, we're continuously peeling that onion layer off and like healing certain parts of ourselves. And so when you peel one layer off, it opens up you know, a different area of yourself that maybe you didn't realize that you still had within you. 
Oh, yes. And I can relate to that a lot because I've done shadow work for quite a few years now, but only after maybe one and a half or two years, I was able to really access like the deepest core wounds. And so this, all these layers that were more surface mm -hmm. level were already peeled off. And only then I was able to allow my body or my body was able to allow itself to have a full on, you know, panic attack experience where I couldn't breathe and I was shaking. But it was only when my body got so familiar with going through all these layers of lighter emotions that I was able to step into the deepest ones. So that's uh, totally true. I so much mm -hmm. resonate uh, with what you're saying. And it's sometimes the practice to be able to allow ourselves and for our nervous system to feel safe to go so deep. And it's okay if it takes time uh, because sometimes mm -hmm. these traumas, as you mentioned, are very, very intense. And so in order to go back to this experience and feel all the feelings as we felt then, we need to really be uh, grounded and feeling safe in our body, safe to feel anything that comes up and that comes with practice mm -hmm. as well. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And yeah. so what is the best way um, for people to find you? Is it Instagram? Is it something else? If people really vibe with you and would like to maybe do some breath work with you or energy healing where can they find you um you can go to www.theignitedsoul.com that's my website or you can email me at mary ann m-a-r-y-a-n-n at theignitedsoul.com my instagram is uh, mary ann stancel um m-a-r-y-n-a-n-n-s-t-a-n-c-e-l i only have one account um and that's my only one account. Uh, and then I have a text only number um, for business. It's 206-350-8209, I believe. But just go to my website or Instagram and you can reach out to me there. And um, I'd love to hold space for you. Amazing. Thank you so, so much for the divine wisdom that flowed through you on this call and for all your advice. I feel like it was really uh, valuable, also very um, yeah, awakening curiosity for me and I'm sure for all our listeners as well. So I'm truly grateful that you agreed to be with us today and sending me just so oh, much you, love and gratitude you, for this opportunity. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to us and staying tuned to our podcast. It is really a pleasure to run it for you guys. And if you'd like to find me, I am The Connection Catalyst on Instagram. So thank you. Thank you so much again for staying tuned. And uh, yeah, hope that we're going to have you listen to us again.